37 with our second repeat guest, Mr. Thomas Ashbaugh. Now, we spoke with Thomas last year so he could tell us about his brainchild, Read to Mine. Since then, he has been working on it quite a bit, and I wanted him to come back on and give us an update. At this point, I would say more, but I'd rather you just kept listening instead. So after listening to this, if you have any questions, comments, complaints, criticisms, compliments, colloquialisms, conundrums, or concerns, you can find us on the web at www.lee.k12.al.us forward slash edcast, on Twitter and Instagram at schools, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash schools. And we have our own icon on the Lee County app, which you can find in Google Play or whatever it is that Apple has now. Finally, you can email us at edcast at lee.k12.al.us. And I just want to end with giving another shout-out to my former co-host and producer from the beginning, Mr. Kyle Christian. Thanks again, bud, for always making me sound a lot smarter than I really am. So without further ado, Alon Z. Thomas, thanks for coming back to the podcast. Just to remind everybody who may not have listened to last year's episode, um, give us a quick little recap of who you are and your your professional journey and how you got here, and then um, tell us a little bit about the genesis of Read to Mind. Thanks for having me back. I'm Thomas Ashbaugh. I'm the network engineer for Lee County Schools. I've been here about nine years now. Enjoyed every bit of it. And... Last year, we worked with a, a system that I had found um, called MindTest. It's just a game engine. You download MindTest and you can build your own game with it that looks like Minecraft. So I've been developing a game that we've called Read to Mine, and our students have engaged in it last year, and we've seen some beneficial increase in reading performance through accelerated reader points. And so you came up with the idea of it because of these all these phone app games and the, the things that they do to yes. get people to constantly get into it. And so you decided to turn that to good mm-hmm. by instead of because all these little ga- all these little games are pay to play. They'll make you jump basically. through all kinds of hoops. Yeah. They'll, they'll make you watch ads, download and install other games, and play to level five on those games. And mm-hmm. I've seen my my kids do that just to get a few coins and digital currency in this game that they actually like to play. Yeah. So. And frankly, I'm getting tired of ads invading every single aspect of my life. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting ads to be beamed into my dreams um, in the next decade or so. That's funny. Um, but anyways, you decided to take this thing but turn it to good. Yes. Um, I noticed that kids will do above and beyond just to get digital items that aren't really real. They don't cost us anything to make them mm-hmm. uh, other than a few minutes of our time. So I made a system where we can implement digital items every few weeks to keep them incentivized to want to read another book, to buy some more cool content. Whereas on the mobile industry, they'll, they'll make you spend $5 here, $2 there to buy mm-hmm. more coins mm-hmm. um, or, or watch an ad. Well, in this case, the, the students will do what they're supposed to be doing anyway, read a book, take an AR test, but now they can spend those points. Instead of the points just sitting out there and one kid at the end of the year getting a trophy, now all the kids can see a benefit from their hard work of reading books. Yeah. 
So this past year was the first full year of the, the program running, right? Yes. And so what kind of improvement did we see in numbers with Read to Mind as an incentive? I was watching pretty closely the by school number of AR points mm -hmm. and then comparing it to last year's data per AR points. And since different schools have different numbers of students, I went ahead and just made an average mm -hmm. of the average AR points per student for the for, for the school year compared to last year, that point in the year last year. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, I've got the total, and we saw a 60% increase in, in AR points Wow! Uh, per student uh, for, for all of the elementary students. Only, yeah. we only do this in elementary, just all the elementary schools, we've got a 60% increase in AR points per student, which is pretty good. That's um, incredible. Yeah, uh, what we're wanting to see is when that state report card comes out for mm -hmm. all of our schools. Mm -hmm. um, we've been told, you know, by numerous studies that reading improves cognitive behavior, improves your test-taking skills. So we want to see all of our schools go up. We want to see their reading and Global Scholar go up because all of our students, you know, put in a lot more time reading this year than mm -hmm. they did last year, which should, by all, the, all accounts and all the studies, make everything look better on all of our school report cards yeah so when that comes out i'll be excited to see those numbers yeah but that's a that is a dramatic increase in the number of points per student on average yes well some schools use the before. system pretty heavily yeah um, and some schools um, picked it up towards the middle of the year mm -hmm. and some schools didn't use it as heavily you know there were a few schools that had a 117 percent increase 136 percent increase uh, Eighty-four percent increase. Mm -hmm. Most of the top three schools, uh, their AR points per student, you know, over doubled. Yeah. Um, from the previous year. And we even, some of the students even kind of were able to pressure a couple of the last holdouts to finally pick up the system. Exactly. Um, yes. Like the middle of the year, right? By the by, by Christmas time, we had every every elementary school using uh, Read to Mind. That's awesome. And the, and their points improved. Um, some of that may be attributed to the fact that we were rating all the schools. We're, we're making a air of competition, and that competition also helps. Mm -hmm. Let's do better than this other school next door, you know. Yeah. So um, I feel like co competitiveness could be uh, an improvement as well. Uh, Nothing wrong with friendly competition. Yes, absolutely. A, a motivator. Now, if we can get the principals to really buy into it and maybe um, figure out some way to encourage their students to be the number one in the county. Um, yes. And, and get that to a, if we can get it. I don't want to say a fever pitch, but if we can if, if we can increase the um, the fun and the competitiveness around it, um, I mean competitive reading, how amazing would that be? Yep. So I think I think that would be that's down the line, but I think it's coming. I'm working on a, a scoreboard idea, either in the game or on the computer desktop backgrounds, something that that will show up the, the live rankings of, of each school oh, um, cool. or, or maybe maybe just each grade level so, something like that at your yeah. school oh. um, s some form or fashion of way to, to promote a little bit of competition mm -hmm. um, because that's a big motivator more than the in-game content could be potentially yeah, yeah. Um, but the in-game content is pretty fun mm -hmm. the, um, so tell us about some of the improvements that you made you've been working on it off and on but a very, lot of time, very yes. heavily for over the over the course of this past year so what are some of the new things new content new ideas that are already 
implemented and then what's what some of the stuff that's coming down the pike still well we started out with just one server and if that server locked up or crashed everyone would be kicked out mm -hmm. until until i got it fixed mm -hmm. um we've since split that off into about four servers now all the students were in fact in one server to begin with but we found that if, if a whole lab at one school and another school got on at the same time, it made it a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. It was laggy, as the students would say. Yeah. Um, we, we fixed that by pairing the schools off, um, two schools to, to each server, just about. And that means we can have about four times as many players online at once as before. We did that right at the end of the school year, just before the end of school rush mm -hmm. when there was some free days towards the end of the year right. and everyone was online at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that, that made the end of the school go pretty smoothly this year. But before that, um, I'm writing all of this code myself and I'm not a video game designer, I'm not a programmer, I'm a network administrator. So there were some, some learning curves for me when it came to designing a system that worked fine in test environment, mm -hmm. but when I implemented it for 30 people online at one time, then the bugs creep their little heads out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, every game designer has that. Yes. And we get infinite patches until the game dies or the heat death of the universe, one of the two. Um, so uh, from, from what I have observed, there are some games that I've played before that basically were unplayable day one because of patches that needed to be downloaded and put in. So... Um, don't beat yourself up on that. You've been, you've done. From what I observed, it's it's been pretty pretty successful. Yep, and we're continuing to add new areas for the students to explore. I've found that not just adding things on the wall that they can buy, like a new refrigerator or a or a stove for their Minecraft house, they they found that fun. But for the most part, they they tend to ignore that that type of new content. Mm -hmm. They love to explore new areas. So I've I've been having my daughter design new houses and in, in new areas. At Christmas time, we released the Winter Wonderland mm -hmm. um, holiday area that they could go to, and it was all candies and and uh, snow and gingerbread houses. A giant time. Christmas tree. Yes, yes, and um, so so that was fun for them to go explore that. That we had reindeer and whatnot, and around spring break time, we released the Tropical Paradise area for them to explore with new houses, and they, they mm -hmm. could buy like beach houses yeah. instead of just the regular old Minecraft style houses. And Didn't you have a golden kayak or something they could yes, get? Yes, there's a kayak. Uh, we added a new boat. Lots of new tropical content. Uh, lots of flowers and just decor items. Mm -hmm. the, one of the more popular items was the kitty cat. It was just a statue of a kitty cat, but the kids loved that. It's the internet. Kids yep. love The internet just loves cats, so that, that makes sense. Exactly. And the tropical shirts they could wear on their characters. Mm -hmm. Just costumes. And But besides all the new content areas, um, we're going to be making more here soon in the form of mini-games. Um, some of the complaints I've seen on the students, they were bored, mm -hmm. um, or they didn't have enough time to play. So we've got the Play From Home client ready. They can install it on an internet-ready computer at home. The, the software can run on any old laptop. I mean, just a 10-year-old laptop, pull it out of the garage, plug it up, get it charged up, and, and download the game. It'll run on any old computer. It doesn't require a, a, an expensive gaming computer, just any Windows PC or Mac, if you, if you can get a Mac client, will work um, to run the game from home as long as you have internet access. So Now, has that been available to them this current summer or no? We started it the last few weeks of school, and we had a few students log in and try it out. 
um, but it was didn't become heavily popular. I'm thinking next year I'll I'll advertise it more aggressively, mm-hmm. and students may may try to use it. We charge them reward points. One reward point is worth one minute of gameplay during school. We don't give them many reward points because we don't want this to be a game that is detrimental to their education. We don't mm-hmm. want this to take up their school time when they should be on Moby Max or something else. Right. So they only get a few minutes a week of, of gameplay, somewhere between 25 and 40, depending on how well-behaved they are, if they've been written up. If they've made all A's or, or, or all F's, um, you lose mm-hmm. your reward points uh, as a punishment or you gain them as a privilege mm-hmm. when you have not had any unexcused absences, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're charging them two reward points to sign in from home. Once you sign in from home, you're okay. Um, you're not going to be charged per minute is what I mean by that. Okay. Um, so you can play all, all afternoon until the sh- server shuts down for bedtime at night. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let them play up too late. That being said, um, we're hoping to make it more entertaining because they can play it outside of school time. But they only have limited numbers of sign-ins so that they can still focus on reading at home instead. Yeah. But due to some of the complaints that, that it wasn't fun enough, and it's, it's very similar to Minecraft, but we removed the violent items from the game so that it, it's more in line with what you'd want to expect in an elementary school. If you were to read a novel that had no conflict, climax, and resolution, it would be not not very entertaining. And the games go the same way. The game's going to need a little bit of conflict, a little bit of resolution, in order to be entertaining. And so we're going to introduce a little bit of conflict in the form of Food Fight. I've been working real hard on this next mini-game that will go alongside Read to Mind. Mm-hmm. And the gist of it is... I'm cloning Fortnite, a very popular battle royale, last man standing mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a food fight where they'll throw tomatoes at each other, and instead of swords, they'll hit each other with breadsticks. Um, just silly food mm-hmm. items that aren't... We're not even going to use health. We're going to call it, you know, uh, how, how dirty you are. Once your, your cleanliness is all the way down to zero, then you're out of the game. There you go. You lost the food fight. Mm-hmm. And the last man standing wins and we'll get a trophy mm-hmm. to decorate in their read to mine house. Because the main gist of the game still is going to be a Minecraft-style clone where you can buy a house and decorate it with the items you've purchased from reading books. Um, but now, if you have time, you can queue up for a food fight battle. You'll, your character will be transported to a special server that has different rules where you parachute down and pick your area, land, loot whatever kind of food items you can find, or cook. I'll have it set to where you can spend some time cooking some food items to throw at other players. And then you run around throwing it at other players as the world falls apart and gets smaller until there's only an arena left. And from there you'll have to battle it out until there's one player left. And that player will be the winner. So how many how many players potentially can there be at once in the in this special server? I'm gonna try to keep it very fast paced. So the more players you stack in there, the slower and laggier it gets. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna limit it at about twenty players to begin with, and we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes from there. It's not bad, yeah. It should not be too bad. About about a class size, you can yeah. get like a whole class together and have a little food fight, and it'll be fun. Yep, and if players from all over the county can, can queue into that one mm-hmm. because some of the students may not be interested in doing that. They may want to build their Minecraft house. Mm-hmm. So 
all of the players from, from separate servers will, will queue up, and once enough players are in queue, say five or ten, mm-hmm. it can go ahead and start the game and move them all. Was that like the um, instances in World of Warcraft and stuff like that? Exactly, and okay. I'm moving towards an instance-based setup on this. Every time I say there's a server, it's basically another instance. It's mm-hmm. still all running on the same hardware, but I can spin off another instance, another EXE file, an executable mm-hmm. running, and it will process just those players that, that are in that area. So by, by breaking this huge world, this infinite size block world up into smaller areas, mm-hmm. I can increase performance because the computer doesn't have to think so hard for a hundred players all at one time. No, it's just 20 here, five there, 10 there. And but by compartmentalizing the, the areas like that, mm-hmm. we get way better performance and can handle many more students online at one time. That's great. Now speaking of servers, we have some middle schools that are wanted to get in on this now? Yep, and we're getting the middle school server ready this summer. Mm-hmm. I've got at least one middle school so far, but I'm betting there's going to be another one. I'm going to reach out to a few principals this summer and, and see what they want to do with it because we're going to try to promote some more accelerated reader type learning mm-hmm. in the 7th and 8th grades as well now. Okay. And, and additionally to that, um, with the Play From Home client working, we could, in theory, add the whole district to their own servers and just lock lock out the high school and middle schools to play from home only mm-hmm. and it won't interfere with school time at all yeah. in that case and then if, if they were interested in reading a book and doing an AR test then they could benefit from the program and if not oh well you mm-hmm. know um, in fact we have a new website that we implemented right at the end of last year and we're going to be putting out a lot more screenshots a lot more content a lot of the emails that were going out last year, we're going to move all that, move the new content, move um, news items, what's new. All that's going to be on the website now. Um, and we'll link that up on the show notes. Yeah, we'll link that up, and we'll um, maybe put a link on the Lee County site for it, too. Okay, so right now you need a Windows-based machine or, like you said, Mac but we don't have Macs really in the county. So basically, Windows-based machine to play the game. Yes. Now, all of our students from, I think, three and a maybe this year going down to grade two and up have Chromebooks. Some of our schools, we're trying to, we're really making a push to get our schools to one-to-one, where every student will have a device in their hand the entire day. So are there any possibilities in the future where Chromebooks will be able to play this game. We tested the Chromebooks last year, the models that all the students had in their hands, Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't fast enough to handle the game. The uh, Chromebook is not a full computer, so we were limited. We got it running. Mm -hmm. It was very slow. It took two to five minutes to even load on the Chromebook, and by that point the students would have lost interest. You're losing class time if they have to spend five minutes to load the game. Right. So... It was a no last year, but we, we're, we're refreshing all of those Chromebooks with the latest and greatest model, mm-hmm. and it's looking like it may be able to handle it this year. Okay. But the client is running an Android client that's made for a touch screen, where you're supposed to touch the screen and move around. You're not supposed to have a keyboard and mouse. So mm-hmm. I have to actually compile my own client for Chromebook that plays more like a computer without touch screen support. Um, with a mouse, you're mm-hmm. gonna want a mouse on plugged into that Chromebook if, if we even do get it working. Yeah, because playing with a trackpad is just 
too tedious. No one will be able to handle that. Right. Um, so you'll, you'll need a mouse for sure, and it still will be a little bit slower than the PC, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even so bad that it may not quite be as fun as on the, as on the desktop mm-hmm. computer. But maybe eventually we'll get yes. there. Eventually we'll get there, hopefully. We'll keep working on it every year as, as they release faster and faster Chromebooks. Mm-hmm closing that gap between the Chromebook and the desktop computer and performance. Yeah. But in the meantime, it may be best for one of the two strategies I've seen the teachers use successfully. They use this as a motivational tool. If you all act good for Mr. So-and-so while I'm out, then when I get back, we'll go to the computer lab and we'll do 30 minutes on Read to Mind after we finish our Movie Max. That was a successful method where it's used as an incentive to make sure the kids behave and do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and it's worked out well for teachers using it that way. And another way is when teachers have pre-organized with the media specialist to allow the students to come switch out their book. Once they've finished a book, they'll go take their AR test in the library, pick out a new book, and then spend 10 or 20 minutes on the read mind system before their time runs out and they have to run back to class. That's really cool. Yep, so when the media specialist is in on it and understands and is, is okay with the student spending additional time in the, in the, in the library's lab, mm-hmm. that, that system seems to work pretty good, too. It's a motivator to continue reading. So we're getting, we're getting good um, buy-in from the teachers and the media specialists in some areas, right? Yep, and, and some of the after-schools use it very heavily. Oh, um, yeah. So that the students after school... They, they, they go to the lab after they finished all their homework and they can sign in then until their parents come pick them up. And then when their parents pick them up, you can see that those students are reading more mm-hmm. um, by the numbers. And it's because they have more access to the game itself. They, they get that motivation um, to read. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's boring We're sitting there waiting for your parents to come get you. And then right now it's, you know, it's either cold as all get out or hot as all get out and you'd rather and who wouldn't rather be in the computer lab mm-hmm. playing a fun game than sitting outside either sweating or freezing yep um and so uh i mean i read i read a good bit as a kid anyways but like if i had if i was in one of the situations where i had to sit around waiting for my mom to come get me all the time um yeah i'd have been reading books even more voraciously to get those ar points so I would have something to do to and, keep myself busy. And to show off to your friends. Um, at the end of the school year, we gave out crowns to the top 10% of readers. Um, so I'm going to try to make it this year to where those same students keep, get to keep the 2019 school year crown um, to show off that, yeah, I was in the top 10% last year. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of this year, we'll do something else as a, as a cool item. They're going to be like those... Those characters in those movies with the, you know, the glory days, my my high school football jacket, you know, oh, those are the days. Look at the look at this crown. Those are the days. I was reading books every day. And I'm going to be moving to a to a automatic method like that. You know, if if you have a Fitbit, you've got your ten thousand steps in, and it does fireworks. Um, a lot of corporations are finding that they can motivate their employees through digital badges, where you didn't miss any days of work in six months. You get the badge. Mm-hmm. Um, there's achievements in video games. Um, on your mobile device, uh, games will pop up and remind you, hey, you haven't played in 12 days. Tell me about it. I wake up in the morning and I have 15 different exactly. notifications from the different games that I play. And what I've noticed is some of the students last year didn't really read much. Some of the ones would still log into the game 
and just play the game with the bare minimum. They didn't buy a nice house. They didn't buy cool stuff. They just ran around and talked to their friends. Um, and that's doable, but I want to minimize that. So they're going to get notifications in the game. You haven't read a book in three weeks. You haven't done an AR quiz in three weeks. Your character is now 50% slower and can only jump half as high. And then after six weeks, your character is walking as slow as molasses. And there's a ball and chain tied behind your character that you're dragging. Um, I'm implementing all that this mm -hmm. summer so that there's going to be motivators for people who are reading and demotivators. Yeah. In-game detrimental things for your character in-game that will make it hard to win the food fight if you're twice as slow as everyone else. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is just read one quick book and take an AR quiz and then, then the, the debuff goes away. You're no longer slow and you have another three weeks before you have to read another book. Now I just want there to be a sad book, like a book with a face that's crying saying, you haven't read me in a long time and I'm feeling lonely. <laughs> We're doing something happy. Um, it used to be they had to go to the wall, find a smart shop on the wall, right click it, and click buy emeralds a whole bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And that was really tough for them to figure out how to do it first because there wasn't really any instructions. Um, it just, they had to play around with it until they figured out and they tell each other and you'd see eventually they figure out that they could buy emeralds with the buy emeralds button they mm -hmm. right click the shop on the wall that was real complicated i've done away with all that emeralds are no longer an item you can hold in your inventory it's just a picture at the top of the screen that's built in and a number beside it you can't drop them or give them to anyone else um they're, they're no longer an item they're just a database table with a number associated with it kind of like how money is in the real world these yeah kind of like money money on your bank account balance. yeah um, instead of being cash in your wallet now. Mm -hmm. um, what that's going to do is it's going to assign their emeralds as soon as they log in. It removes one huge step uh, of work they had to do in order to spend those emeralds. Um, as soon as you log in, it converts all your AR points directly to emeralds. Um, and we've changed the rate, the rate of that too. Um, we had it set last year where kindergartners got six emeralds per AR point, but sixth graders only got three emeralds per AR point. Um, I've changed it to 50 emeralds per AR point for kindergartners because on average most kindergartners did, did, never did an AR test anyway. Mm. Um, so if, if a kindergartner reads just one book, he, he's probably going to be set for the rest of the, the, the month in, in, in game if, if they even um, play it. Yeah, They're just learning to read to begin with and mm -hmm. AR isn't used heavily in the kindergarten grades. But by first grade, I've increased it to about 10 emeralds uh, per per AR point for mm -hmm. the first graders and it still stays at three for sixth grade and up since we got seventh and eighth graders coming in. Yeah. Um, I've looked at the top 10% of AR point earners, done the averaging and found out that that, that average is exactly along, along, the, along that scale. So, so that grading scale um, works perfectly where it's fair for everyone mm -hmm. because the sixth graders are reading books that give them a whole lot more points than the first graders. Mm -hmm. Automatically given them the emeralds, that cuts down on that because that was cutting into their actual playing time yeah going to going to cash in so and figure out how that works too all right so that cuts in that gives them more time to actually explore and do stuff um it's a thought you don't have to do it you can say keith is a stupid idea but i think the students who your early adopters uh, if they got some kind of beta tester recognition that'd be kind of cool like your few students who look, tried the, the the client from home to play from home. Um, yeah, you're right. I should do like a, uh, a reward if you played from home. 
I'm going to go to the achievements like we were talking about. I'm going to build an achievements page mm -hmm. where you've read 10 books, you've read 20 books, you've read 30 books. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. They're going to get constant motivators like that now. Um, you haven't been written up ever. Great job. Um, you've made for a perfect attendance this nine weeks. Here's an extra, and I'm not giving extra emeralds. I'm introducing a, in order to, to, to make these attaboys pay off I entered, I'm introducing another currency called rubies mm -hmm. and the rubies are going to be not as valuable per se um, the emeralds are still going to get you all the cool stuff that you, you normally buy but items that are already in Minecraft that they can just walk outside and dig like dirt or stone or a wooden pickaxe mm -hmm. stuff that's, that they can get themselves I'm going to start selling those for rubies and items that they can only get through reading books are only going to be available through emeralds. Mm -hmm. So with these two different kinds of currencies, emeralds and rubies, rubies are going to be used for all kinds of rewards. They'll get those all the time. Um, just for having read a book, having read 10 books, um, logging in from home once. Um, any kind of little, little micro transaction type achievement we want to give them. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be giving out like candy, yeah. um, j just as motivators to keep on going. And so what will they be able to use those rubies for? Um, for now, I'm looking at making it to where they can use them for some of the character skins for the food fight only. Some of the rewards from food fight, like if you were the winner of the food fight, mm -hmm. you'll get a, a... I don't want to give them a payout in emeralds because that would... You're supposed to get those from reading books. Right. So we don't want people just to play that and, and never read a book. So the good stuff's still going to be coming from reading books, but if the character wants some stone to build a house himself and he doesn't want to mine all that stone because, you know, they only get a few minutes a week to play, mm -hmm. then he can spend his rubies, buy a stack of stone, and build a house out of that real quick. Okay. Um, so just, just in-game items that are vanilla Minecraft style, anything mm -hmm. you'd see in regular Minecraft, um, we can sell that with... with rubies mm -hmm. bread something the character can eat <laughs> yeah stuff like that yeah pickaxes then the fancy things that shoot fireballs or um, make their character look cool like a like a different character skin to make them look like their favorite cartoon character mm -hmm. um, those will cost emerald steel okay that's really neat well thomas this has been a passion project of yours and i have been excited to see what you do with it and I'm really excited to see what else you come up with but I'm, I'm, I think this is a wonderful thing for our district and for our students for sure um, and just having that kind of a dramatic increase in the points on average um, I think shows that it's helping to incentivize reading and that's always a good thing. Yes, thank you. So I've gotten some positive feedback from many of the teachers, some saying that the, the kids love to come to school now. They're excited to come to school, mm -hmm. and they're, they're happy to, to be of service around the classroom if it means that they can get their time on the Read to Mind system. That's great! Yes, and I've heard uh, other positive comments about how students who didn't necessarily enjoy reading in the past have gotten into it now, mm -hmm. which is the purpose. The purpose of this is to promote reading in our schools and eventually I'm going to have educational content built right into the game mm -hmm. where it's going to ask the student, you're out of playtime for the week, 
but if you click yes, you can be loaded into a, an activity that will teach you this week's spelling words. And if some teachers got me a list of all the spelling words for every week of the school year, I could put those into the game, and the students, after having completed a, a, a mock spelling test, can proceed to earn 20 more minutes of gameplay for the week. Stuff like that. Yeah. We can make it educational and, again, make all of the work be done automatically by the system because it talks directly to I now. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have the teachers do data entry and add points themselves and mm-hmm. manage which kid acted up. No, it's going to take care of it all for the teachers. It's something to take work off the teachers, not give them more data entry to do. Right. Uh, now, it sounds like you're getting sort of anecdotal evidence that it's also helping with some discipline. Is that is that true? Is that maybe that's something that we could, maybe that's something to look at for this coming year? Yes, we could definitely look at the reports. Um, we were incentivizing these reward points, these minutes of gameplay per mm-hmm. week, um, based on their discipline. If you've been written up, you lose like 20 points mm-hmm. instead of gaining 10 points instead of um, your good good reward bonus. So, you know, that's 30 minutes right there. You, you lost just yeah. getting written up that, written up that week. But mm-hmm. if, they, if there was a suspension involved, you'd have lost another 20 points. Mm-hmm. So you can wind up in the negative and have to do another week's good behavior before you get to play again. Which is the way it's intended. That way the teacher doesn't have to argue with the student, please, Miss So-and-so, give me some more time, I'll be good. No, it's just, that's the way it works. Mm -hmm. We all have to live by these rules, Mm -hmm. and maybe if you behave in a couple weeks, you can get time again. Yeah. Um, There's no no need to argue with the students, no need to do any of that. It'll it'll just calculate the points automatically for everyone on a fair basis. Mm -hmm. But moving forward, we will be tweaking those a little bit, and like I said with the rewards and the achievements in game these these badges just like your fitbit gives you Mm -hmm. um we're going to say three weeks with no write-ups good job here's some extra rubies to spend um nine weeks perfect attendance good job here's some extra rubies to spend Mm -hmm. um these little motivators tingle a part of our brain and keep us focused on on our Mm -hmm. goals Mm -hmm. so we're going to set goals for the students yeah we're going to reward them when they meet the goals Mm -hmm. and that should make them happy release um was it oxytocin in their brains exactly (laughs) um and they'll they'll form a pattern of behavior that continues to to behave and do good and work hard and read hard that's great I'm excited. Um, I think this is a great thing. All right, Thomas. Well, I appreciate it. And um, we'll probably have you on again next year for another update. That's great. Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye.